0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
1: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
0: Learn more at slash Metaverse Impact. This episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action as the MLB, NBA, NHL are in full swing. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch is thrown, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sports news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in on the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. <laughs> this episode is also brought to you by Takeline. Sports culture takes take line has it all. Take line is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy winner Jason Concepcion and former WNBA champ Renee Montgomery. That's a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and the world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, controversies, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow now to hear take line every Tuesday wherever you get your podcast. What's up, guys? Back once again. This isn't the official draft review show just yet. Going to give that one a little bit more time uh, to breathe. Maybe think at the end of the week, I'll put that one uh, together for you guys. This was just an episode uh, with an opportunity I couldn't pass up. Uh, a good. Uh, a, a, we had a great guest on the show this week. Jay Stevens from Locked On Buckeyes brought him on to uh, bring a perspective of our brand new signal caller, Justin Fields the quarterback from Ohio State uh, University. And, um, you know, if the Bears had to make the trade for the quarterback, you guys know I've been saying all along, whether it was Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, uh, Matt Stafford, whoever the Bears have been connected to. And it's been practically everyone during this offseason. It wasn't so much about the player. It was about the price that it was going to cost us in order to pull it off. And with you know, with Watson, uh, I mean, you, you guys heard the discussion I had with Lauren uh, Cox back in March before free agency even started that, you know, if there was one person I would be willing to pay a heavy price for, it was Russell Wilson, because I saw him as an elevate everyone around him kind of guy. So he could kind of fill the gap from what we would lose trading to get him. And, you know, I thought that he was good enough to be able to do that for us. But you know, I didn't think that about Deshaun Watson. Uh, even though I didn't think he he would be bad for a quarterback or a bad quarterback in general, I just thought that we definitely would suffer those first few years with him before we could get catch up with with either salary cap or before we got our draft assets back in order to be able to to get him uh, some help uh, and everything. So it was always about the price. And with this with this Justin Fields trade, um. I gotta say, I gotta admit, I'm proud of Ryan Pace. Uh, I I really, really am. I I, I was, uh, you know, I was so worried that because we were in a desperate situation, because Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are in a do or die, desperate kind of year. It's a winner, you're done kind of, kind of campaign for these guys this year. That, uh, you know, the rest of the league would smell blood. And if the Bears came begging hat in hand uh, to try to be able to move up in the draft, it would cost us every pick we have it would be the Ricky Williams trade all over again. Give us every pick on your board plus the first and the third next year and I'll think about it uh, kind of thing. And instead, uh, Ryan Pace goes from 20 to 11. Uh, you know, swapping picks with the Giants, uh, gives up a fifth rounder this year, a first and a fourth next year. And when I saw that on the board, I was like, is that it? That's all it's going to – a first and a four next year and a fifth this year? It's like I can absolutely live with that. That is so much better. I mean, maybe it's maybe it was a blessing in disguise that I kept terrifying myself with what it might cost for the Bears to move up in order to get the, the quarterback that they wanted um, that when we finally actually did come around with the price, it was giving up next year's first-round pick and a fourth just, just didn't seem that bad at all. I mean, it just, especially for the player that we were getting, moving up to 11 to get Justin Fields, um, who, you know, many, many, many people considered to be the second-best quarterback uh, in this draft and ended up being the fourth one uh, coming off the board uh, on Thursday night. And then on Friday, the Tevin Jenkins trade, God help me, that was that was the guy I wanted all along. If anybody's been listening to Club Thirty Four Seven uh, on the Locker Room app, that'll be tomorrow night. Or actually, if most of you are listening to this on Wednesday. On when it'll be tonight, seven p.m. Central, eight o'clock Eastern. Get on the Locker Room app. Unfortunately, it's only on iTunes uh, or on Apple right now. They're they're still working on uh, getting an Android uh, version uh, up and running. I can't wait until they do because I know of about five people right now who are android users that would absolutely join in on the show if it was available on android but it's an ios only uh, app for now so you know i guess membership has its privileges as far as that goes but um i will be talking more about this tonight in the locker room app and then again later on uh this week see if i can't get a, a guest on the show to talk to me uh, about it kind of you know go back and forth maybe lauren cox maybe whoever else i can uh, dig up to uh to talk to us about these picks and what the consensus is as you know not just among bear fans but among among experts and haters alike the bears did really really well uh with this draft i mean even though the two-thirds of our draft were in the fifth and sixth round um you know people really kind of really believe the bears got great value In those picks like we got guys in in the fifth and sixth round that should have been maybe fourth rounders and and things like that, like where they were in the rankings. You know, I think out of all the players that we picked, there was only one person that was ranked lower than where we picked them. Everybody else was ranked higher and by a lot by where we ended up getting them, even including our seventh round pick uh as well whose name i still have not figured out how to pronounce but uh we'll talk more about that later on this week uh but this show is about our quarterback justin fields who i'm ecstatic to have and i'm ecstatic to have our guest jay stevens from the locked on buckeyes podcast as our guest so let's go ahead and dive right into it it's the bears talk underground and the justin fields review episode so let's get to it Last Thursday night, our beloved Chicago Bears and our general manager, who was on thin ice with the fan base. uh, You know, I got to be honest, he pulled off a trade that I did not want him to pull off, not because I didn't want Justin Fields, but because I was terrified of what he was willing to give up in order to get it but turns out the trade was very reasonable we're all happy to have justin's fields and i'm happy to have jay stevens from locked on buckeyes here on the show with me to give us a little bit more insight on our brand new signal caller jay welcome to the show man
1: hey man thank you for having me larry uh, ld whatever you go by i apologize uh, ld this works is a lot of fun man
0: yeah ld works larry d you know that's me um So I mean, let's talk about this kid. I mean, I've known about Justin Fields for a long time because I, uh, for starters, I love documentaries, and Justin Fields was the star of a Netflix documentary called QB One Under the Lights. He and uh, I think one like Jake Fromm and Trevor Lawrence. There were a few different guys that was part of his season, and or maybe Jake Fromm was before. Either way, he was featured one year, so I that's where Justin Fields fell on my radar. And then after two years, uh, lackadaisical, not what he wanted down in Georgia, he transfers into Big Ten country where I live, plays for Ohio State, and then I've watched him dominate the Big Ten for the last two years, and that's where he falls into into your lap, and you being being the Buckeyes guy, you've watched him a heck of a lot closely more than I have, and uh, you know, so I figure you were the perfect guy to have on the show to talk about this kid.
1: Yeah, man, Justin Fields going from Georgia to. Uh, Ohio State. I, I had a little tie-in with uh, Lauren Cox of Locked On Bears yesterday when I recorded with him. Yeah. Um. As far as like how his initial his interaction or his initiation into the offense at Georgia could be similar to his initiation at, at the offense in the Bears. That maybe something we'll get into a little bit later. But yeah, man, he transferred from Georgia, and I was really impressed with how quickly he picked up everything. How quickly Ryan Day, the quarterback, was able to pick up a lot of stuff as being a new head coach um, at any level, on any at, at any length of time uh, playing football uh, and at, at football, excuse me. So it was nice seeing Justin Fields um, come to Ohio State, and it's really amazing to watch him over the past couple of years dominate the Big Ten.
0: Well, you know what? You know you, you talk about you know how quickly he was able to pick up. The offense, Um, there's been a tweet floating around or a story, what have you, that um, when the Bears were talking to Justin Fields, that they uh, or that he and Matt Nagy kind of talked about some of the formations and a little bit of the offense. When Nagy called him to make the call to tell him, hey, dude, we traded up, we're picking you. He asked him about some of those formations and he recalled it perfectly from God knows how long ago it was, but how many teams he talked to about their offenses and what they like to run and how he might fit into that. Matt Nagy asks him about some of the formation. He's like, yeah, boom, 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 boom. I mean, a lot of people don't know that this was a kid that on his academics alone was accepted to Harvard.
1: Yeah, he's smart, Ben. He, he's a smart kid. Um, his ability to um, receive information, process information, and then – the relay the information that he was given, it's, it's amazing. Um, it's Of course, he's a quarterback, but you hear about stuff like this from quarterbacks, from receivers, from wide receivers, sometimes you, or linemen as well, sometimes you we expect them to do certain things, but when they actually do what you expect them to do, in a time like this, leading up to the draft, and I call this the biggest job interview that his pro day that he's ever had in his life, yeah. or the of the long inter, uh, interview process that he's had because it wasn't just really the pro day; it was basically from the end of the season until he got drafted. It was a very long interview from the coaches he's talking to, the, his workouts that he's doing away from those coaches and executives. He did a lot in a short amount of time to really impress a lot of people that he did not do while he was playing football at Ohio State.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and for somebody like him, because I'm sure that that other teams did their due diligence and talked to Trevor Lawrence, even though they all knew he was going to Jacksonville, it was more about just meeting with him to find out what kind of kid he was. Maybe you see something in him that you want in somebody else uh, kind of thing. That's what other teams I'm sure were using those interviews for. But for someone like Justin Fields – who was at one point mocked number two to the Jets all the way down. I mean, as we were getting close to the draft, it was getting kind of crazy where Justin Fields was landing on some of these mock drafts. Like, I saw Chris Sims put out a mock draft where he went 32 to the Buccaneers. It's like, there's no way. I mean, even as a Bears fan, there's no way if the Bears sit on their hands and do nothing, there's no way if Justin Fields falls to them, they don't take him. Okay, there's just no way. Had the Bears taken like Rashad Bateman at number 20 and passing on Justin Fields, like no way. But... I'm sure that he talked to so many teams because no, real, nobody really knew where he was going to go. He might go as high as three uh, to the uh, to the 49ers. Maybe they traded up uh, for him. He could go 15 to the Buccaneers and, or excuse me, to the Patriots. He could fall here. He could go to Denver. He could go to Carolina. I'm sure the amount of teams that this kid talked to from his last snap against Alabama in the national championship game to him getting the call from the Bears on draft day, you know, he probably talked to most of the league at some point.
1: Oh yeah, and Chris Sims and okay. So I'm not a big believer in mock drafts per se. Sure, I know that they are predictions. I'm on Twitter. I said that said it a couple times. This will probably be a tweet that I'll recycle and use every draft season <laughs> because to me, mock drafts they're predictions that are normally wrong. So they're there. They're there to fill space. Fans like them. I mean, I use them at times on my shows that I host because. They fill space. Not going to lie to you. Like, sure. if I need something quick and I can't think of anything else to utilize right now, oh, I got a mock draft to help me fill 10 minutes of talking time. Or, oh, I got a way too early um, for look at the 20, 2022 uh, NFL draft. Let's go ahead and use that to fill some talking time. So they're good talking points. They're good for fans to fill time or to get their fill of trying to predict where their certain guy will go. But if you look at Chris Sims or anybody else that's out there that is a draft scout or that is putting out a mock draft, you'll find that a lot of these guys have different opinions about where they're going. And a lot of these guys talk to the same people inside of every organization. So how one person thinks one thing and somebody else thinks another, very weird, which is why I call mock drafts, predictions that are normally wrong. I don't put much stock in the mock drafts, but you're right. My initial prediction was for the Patriots to go 15 and pick Mac Jones falling to them. But then as the draft got closer, I thought maybe New England getting Justin Fields moving up inside the top 10 to snag him. I thought that was something that we were going to see. What did we see? We actually saw the Bears move up number 11, get Fields. And then number 15, uh, Bill Belichick got Max Jones. I honestly think that if Fields would have fallen to 15, the Patriots would have picked him up. sure, Because he's just that good. He's a better quarterback than Mac Jones. Mac Jones does a lot of good things on the field. You can can hear whatever you say on the TV. Mac Jones does a lot of really good things. There's a a reason why the offense flowed better under Mac Jones than it did under Tua Vailoa the previous year. So the TV, the talking heads, a lot of them will knock him and say negative things about Mac Jones. But you're comparing him against the top. Uh, And there, there are ways that he's not as good as the elite. But he's a really good quarterback. But when the Bears moved up, I said, man, that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. You got a a veteran in Andy Dalton. You got a Super Bowl MVP. Or you just got a guy, in Nick Foles, who's been been around a while, been to a few organizations, has seen how things have been ran at different places. He's had to pick up offenses very, very quickly. So you get fields to a place where there's veteran leadership above him in the quarterback room. You have the head coach, GM, that situation. That's, that's one thing. But that's going to end it. One guy leaving the organization, maybe the head coach or maybe the GM. Nobody really knows how that's going to go. But that's just the business of the NFL. And I think Fields going to the Bears makes a lot of sense. And I think I go back to what I mentioned earlier. With him not having – I don't expect him to play right away week one to start. He may not even play uh, year one at all. Yeah, Kind of how it was in Georgia. How he wasn't the starter. Learned from Jake from A guy who he was more – his skill set ended up being one that he, he had better skills than Jake Fromm. But he learned from a guy in Jake Fromm who had played in a national championship game, a guy that had won, a, won quite a few games in college. And Fields learned from Fromm, went to Ohio State, did a lot of good things. He could learn a lot from Dalton and Foles in Chicago. And then once they're out of the way and Fields is QB1, he can learn a lot from them as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been going around uh, telling Bear fans that we need to be patient. With the fields mm-hmm. uh, situation, because mm-hmm. best case scenario, he's Patrick Mahomes. He won't see the field. You know, maybe we get him get him in maybe a series or two here and there, just to get him on the field, get him some snaps, maybe get him some reps or whatever. But best case scenario, would be like Mahomes. He plays that meaningless Week 18 game because we got 17 games now. We get you know that, that meaningless Week 18 game because our our season is set one way or the other. He dazzles some people, and we get ready for 2022, uh, kind of thing. It's like if if Justin Fields is forced to play this year, if we have to put him on the field because Andy Dalton isn't playing well, that means the Bears' season is not going well. It's like we don't want that. We want the we want I want Andy Dalton to play every snap at quarterback in 2021, not because I don't want to see Justin Fields, but because that means the Bears are having a good season, because either either way, either way, don't go out there, throw 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, lead us to a Super Bowl or whatever. Justin Fields is taking over next year. That's all there is to it. That is all there is to it. Andy Dalton is playing for somebody else in 2022, regardless of what happens, you know, and it's just best case scenario, he doesn't play this year, or he doesn't play anything significant, and then takes over in 2022, and because once he gets the job, It's his and it's nobody else's until the end of time. And I just think, you know, once he's got it, it's going to be his no matter what. And we all just need to be patient about when it is he's going to take his first snap under centers. like right now I'm looking forward to the preseason. And then I'm looking forward to him looking handsome on the sidelines and a hat and a clipboard watching from the sidelines. And the Bears hopefully doing well uh, in 2021.
1: Yeah, I think – so Bears fans, I know I'm the Ohio State guy. I know I'm supposed to be the the Justin Fields homer and say, oh, he's going to start day one. He's going to be this. He's going to be that in the NFL. That's not how I predict things. I am one that's very realistic and also understanding – that there is a learning curve, a massive learning curve, and there will be growing pains from any player that grows from the college ranks, maybe high level D1, a group of five level, maybe FCS like a Trey Lance. There's going to be growing pains. Not everybody's going to come in right away, be QB1 as soon as they step up, on, into the facility, just take over. I, I'm realistic. And I think Fields it's ideal for him to not play right away. Yeah. I think Fields the quarterback it's ideal for him to learn from people. If Fields doesn't start for 2 years and then in year 3 he's a starter and it's the best thing for him. I have no problem with that. And I'm not a person that when it comes to a quarterback struggling that says take that guy out, put the backup in and let's see let's see. Let's hope the guy behind him plays better. No, that's not how you do things. I'll go back to a guy that I watched play football for a very long time in Indianapolis, Peyton Manning. No Twitter, no social media. The computer was around, the internet was around. But with Dial Up back then, you're not going to go on to Dial Up and try to um, have a blog or right. upload things and document everything that Peyton Manning did. Beat Writers did. But your average individual is not going to go down that road to do that. So Peyton Manning, rookie year, came out of Tennessee, uh, number one overall pick, didn't win the Heisman his senior year, didn't win the national championship his senior year. Tennessee ended up winning that, I believe, the very next year yeah. Um, yeah. after Peyton Manning left. Peyton Manning's rookie year went 3-13. and In the year of Twitter, in the year of social media – there was a good chance Peyton Manning would have been on the hot seat year two right. because of the way that he went and played year number one. He also set the single season interception record for a rookie at 28. Now, I say for a rookie because Jameis Winston recently had 30 interceptions in, <laughs> a, in a season, which is atrocious to think about. The right. Peyton Manning rookie year, 1998, had 28 interceptions, the rookie record uh, for any quarterback in the National Football League. The thing I like about the Colts, they didn't fold up shop. They didn't give up. Give up on him. They didn't put him on the hot seat. There were growing pains, and he's better. He was the better quarterback for those early struggles uh, back then. I do think in this situation, it could Fields have early success. Yes, but would it be ideal for Fields to come in and play right away? I don't think so. Would it be ideal for Fields if he played right away to get bitched when he struggled? Absolutely not. I'm not trying to predict and say uh, Justin Fields is going to have a Peyton Manning esque career. I'm not going that far, but what I will say is the Colts learned and didn't didn't go away from uh, Peyton Manning early on, and we saw what happened when Fields gets on the field. Please, I hope that the Bears or let's say let's just say he for some reason gets traded. Whoever Fields is with does not get rid of him and fold up shop quickly because of some early struggles everybody struggles I struggle in what I do podcasting and other things outside of that field everyone does we're human sure things are going to happen don't photoshop don't give in to the pressure and say no we got to go away from him just let the guy roll let him make mistakes he'll be a better QB for it
0: well I know that uh you know you, you may have noticed that the Bears pulled the trigger early on uh on benching Mitch for uh, Nick Foles in week three uh, of last year. But that was after two up and down seasons in 2018 and 2019 before we brought in somebody that was good enough uh, to bench. Uh, mitch for so trust me this is a very stubborn head coach that we're mm-hmm. hanging on to this is a guy that would not give up play calling until they were ready to burn soldier field to the ground uh <laughs> you know last year so this is a guy that is going to stick to his guns and especially since he did not go through this process to get mitch uh he was uh he became our coach 2018 we drafted mitch in 2017 so he didn't go through that process mitch was not his guy this is his guy. So he is going to go to the grave for Justin Fields. I mean, that that's with everything that we've seen from Nagy in the first four years, uh, first three years of him uh, being the head coach, his stubbornness when he thinks or when he knows when he's got a feeling for it, he's going to stick to it until the end of time. He went out to bat, he went to bat for justin fields he's basically putting his career uh, on the line by taking him uh, this year and being prepared to let him sit in, in the hopes that uh, you know things will be well enough that he gets to coach him next year uh, in 2022 uh, as well so you don't have to worry about that they're going to be patient with Justin fields when he takes the field he is going to play and they're going to play him until the wheels come off uh, kind of thing it, it really is going to have to be a situation where he might be the worst player in the NFL before they take him off as far as his play uh, is concerned. Somebody will have to kill him or he will have to be the absolute worst player that's ever donned a uniform before Nagy will bench him. So that, that's not going to be uh, a concern uh, once he finally does uh, take over. So, uh, and, and as you were saying before, uh, I, I, the reason that I don't want to see Justin play too early is because I don't want him to have a rookie year like Tua just went through where Tua comes in, you know, the first of all, the Dolphins were doing well. They benched Fitzpatrick, they put Tua uh in there. Tua struggles a little bit. They pull him in the middle of a game and they did it twice last year's like I don't want to see something like that happen uh to Justin Fields him getting yanked when when the game is on the line and Fitzpatrick or you know or in this case Andy Dalton or Nick Foles has to come in uh and save the the game for him you know I'm sure that I mean they're going with Tua they're sticking with him down there in Miami so it couldn't have had too much of an effect but uh you know I don't want to see something like that happen uh to Justin Fields uh in Chicago so I would I would like to to caution on um you know, putting him on the field past when he's ready than putting him on the field before he's ready.
1: Yeah, that whole thing with Tua down in Miami was interesting with the whole Ryan Fitzpatrick or Fish Magic, whichever, whichever word you want to utilize for him down there than Tua. The one the difference between Tua and Justin Fields is Tua had an injury that hindered him, not just in the draft. Well, I forget where he got drafted, but it hindered him when he first got in the training camp. I will talk about the draft for him because I don't know exactly where he went. But it did hinder him when he got to the training camp. He got to the facility because he was still trying to get his feet wet with the football. I mean, as far as like footwork, speed, all of that stuff. So he had an injury that was really something that I'm sure was uh, something in his mind. And it goes back to something I mentioned earlier as far as the talk of the day or social media culture or instant satisfaction. People need to slow down. Let these guys make mistakes. Think about this. This is going to be a very ultimate, elementary thought. But you were a kid, You maybe you were a young adult, you may be an early parent, any part of your life, you make a mistake. Do you just quit? Do you just fold up shop? Do, do, is the average human going to be someone that says, well, I don't like what happened here or I don't like what they did, so they're, they're not going to be my friend anymore. Yeah. Think about if marriages were that way. Not, right. I, I'm not trying to say, like, I'm not, you know, just, just for example, say, Think if marriages were that way, and if somebody made a mistake, you give them ultimatum. It could be a very small mistake saying you misplaced somebody's keys. But if you do this one more time, we're, going to, we're not going to be married anymore. How, did, how would that sound? Yeah. It sounds very weird. It sounds very <laughs> crazy. The mistakes a quarterback is going to make on the field, they could be very, very simple as somebody misplacing their spouse's keys. And they misplaced the spouse's keys. They get benched and then they don't see the field for four or five games or maybe they don't see the field again for that team ever again. The team cuts them or trades them and puts them and ships them out of town. That'd be very dumb. That'd be very stupid. And to me, it's kind of how it is in the NFL. A lot of teams uh, to the example here, they are utilizing them, but they're not utilizing them. They're playing them, but now they're benching them. It makes no sense. And Bears fans, I like the stubbornness that we're talking about because I firmly believe any quarterback, any player, they got to have some of a long leash. Let them make mistakes because if you don't make those early mistakes, you're not going to be able to be a long term starter or have any success in the NFL because you can have in the back of your mind. If I make this mistake, man, I could be benched and be shipped out of town and nobody wants to have that thought in their mind. Every second they're on the field. Yeah.
0: This episode is also brought to you by the Locker Room app. Guys, it is an exciting brand new app that I just I am very privileged to be a part of. I have a live show on it, Club 34-7. Bears Talk Underground presents Club 34-7 every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Central, 8 o'clock Eastern, and the app itself locker room is a live audio only sports talk platform free to download and use uh you can talk to me other fans athletes insiders in real time it's perfect for watch parties debates post-game breakdowns and reacting to breaking news uh and so so much more you know and and the live uh, the, the 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 app Is there so you can start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors and games. Guys, this is something I plan on using uh, during the season. You know, to to maybe do some watch parties. Maybe we'll try it out during the during the preseason. Uh, have some watch alongs. Have some, you guys come in and talk to me uh, while we're watching the games and all that kind of stuff. We can talk with other fans, insiders. Uh, you know, join in on the conversation with me. All you need to do to get on the get in on the fun is download the locker room app free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join in uh, on the fun. Uh, you know, follow me, and you can be notified when my room goes live, and it will be going live every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central, 8 o'clock Eastern. It's the Locker Room app. It's Club 34-7 on the Locker Room app every Wednesday at 8. Be sure and, and join in on the fun. You don't want to miss it. The Bear Stalk Underground is also brought to you by Kansas City Steaks. You work hard and play hard, so treat yourself and stock up for the summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. From classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to American-style Kobe, hard-to-find specialty cuts and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it so easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. Try their Butter Tender Filet Mignon. That does sound good. Kansas City Strips, Juicy Steak Burgers, All Beef Jumbo Hot Dogs, and even Complete Meal Combos. Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with the code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com. Code SD, KansasCityStakes.com. And I think that that's that's the right way to go because even Andy Dalton right now, you know, he's going to be the least popular guy in Chicago because Justin Fields just became the most popular guy and when he's sitting there on the sideline wearing that number one jersey holding the clipboard wearing the hat or wearing the headset or whatever on the sidelines relaying calls and stuff onto the field and whatnot the first time Andy Dalton puts one into the dirt the, the crowd's gonna start calling for Justin Fields to be uh thrown out there and Justin or excuse me Andy Dalton you know has to know and, and Matt Nagy's already gone out of his way to tell us he called Dalton twice on Thursday once before the draft started and once after they picked him to reiterate to him you are our starter we're riding with you to get the kid ready you know it's like that's why we have you here you're going to help us you know, he, he Andy Dalton knows what his role on this team is. He is the 2021 starter. He is the bridge quarterback between us and the next era of the franchise with Justin Fields. But he knows that. And he knows that the first mistake made, he might hear it from the fans. He might even hear it from the media. But the head coach has got his back and he's going to be out there. He doesn't have to worry or look over his shoulder. You know, and I'm sure that there is going to be somewhat of a shorter leash on something like that. But... I know that Pace and Nagy are going to have a little bit more patience with that than probably Bear fans or even, you know, the media, which can be vicious in Chicago, uh, is going to want him uh, to have. Because I know that we're all I'm, all, I'm desperate to see Justin Fields slinging around, throwing passes to Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney and our, our tight end Cole Komet and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I can't wait to see it. But I can wait to see it at the same time because I want the time to be right. I want the situation to be right, and uh, it's it's all going to be about patience from here on out. And we're going to get a taste in the preseason, I'm sure. But after that, we're going to have to be patient on when he starts playing real football for the Bears.
1: Patience is key. Yeah, patience is something I think fans should have. Um, people in the media should have. Podcast hosts, writers, bloggers, fans. Broadcasters, those that are broadcasting the game, those locally. Now, I don't know the radio people, the radio voice of or who that is of the Chicago Bears, but there's going to be. Everyone needs to have patience, yeah, because you're going to find a guy going back to Ohio State. He had a lot of success as soon as he became the full-time starter in college football. I mean, immediate success, success that even the year before Dwayne Haskins had. But Fields was doing things that Dwayne Haskins didn't do. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins had his 50 touchdowns. But when you have Justin Fields throwing for 40 touchdowns and 10 rushing touchdowns, that's a a lot. And you see how the games went early on. They were blowing people out. It was almost like there wasn't (laughs) very much. Um, 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 uh, force or uh, anybody pushing them back or opposition um, or someone saying, hey, I'm going to stand in your way when it's going to be an obstacle. No. It was almost like, no, we're just going to run right through people. I think that goes back to how good Justin Fields is as a quarterback. But the offseason, I even heard in the spring before Fields became the starter, Fields was not the quarterback in the spring that he was week one when he played college football at Ohio State. Which just shows to, uh, gives you a chance to show you the growth, the maturity, and the ability for Fields to get information, retain information, and then display the, the information that he knows. Patience is key, and from what I'm hearing, sounds like the team or well, the franchise will have some patience with him.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's the other thing is with with the the situation that Justin Fields is walking into. Uh, in 2017, when we were going into that draft, that you know, obviously that's Mahomes and Watson and, and and everything. I was steadfast. I was dead pounding the table. Jay, do not draft a quarterback. Don't don't Watson. No No Mahomes. I do not want any of them. Like don't draft any of these quarterbacks. We as a franchise, we are not ready for a quarterback because we have proven our history was. We'd go get the quarterback and tried to build a team around him and it didn't work out. We were never able to build a team around the quarterback. He's trying to throw touchdown passes off his back uh, and things like that. It's like we we had nothing in the in the way of offensive weapons in 2017. We had a weak roster that had just gone three and thirteen. That's why we had the third overall pick in the draft. We were an awful, awful football team. Our entire offense was our running back, Jordan Howard. That was it. Three yards in a cloud of dust. You know, run to the right on first down, run to the left on second down, run up the middle on third down, punt on fourth down. That was our offense in 2016. That was it. That's why we only won three stinking games. So, (laughs) you know, it's like the last thing that I wanted was for us to draft a quarterback, and not only did we get one, we traded up, and, you know, as hindsight would tell us, we picked the wrong one. And on top of that, Mitch Trubisky was coming into a team that had John Fox, as his head coach, Dole Loggins, who might be one of the most incompetent play callers I have ever seen in my life as his offensive coordinator, and those were the people that were going to be mentoring him. Justin Fields, on the other hand, Is coming into a team that's got Allen Robinson. It's got uh, Tariq Cohen. It has, uh, you know, a a young, rising rookie tight end in in, in Cole Komet. It has a much better offensive uh, line, a rookie wide receiver in Darnell Mooney. That's going to be a, you know, I can't wait to see him and Fields hook up. Uh, and everything, and Matt Nagy, who is a quarterback guru. This is a guy that that groomed Mahomes in his last year in in Kansas City in 2017. John D. Filippo is our quarterback coach. Bill Lazor is our uh, offensive coordinator. These are all guys that know how to take care of the quarterback. So he is coming into a much better. Situation than Trubisky did four years ago, you know, and it's just like Meyer goes out to Mitch man because he got drafted by the wrong team. He went into a situation where they all John Fox wanted to do was run the ball and play defense, whereas Matt Nagy wants to light up the scoreboard. And he's you know we've got the weapons to we got better weapons in order to do that, and he's going to be surrounded by. Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, John DiFilippo, Bill Lazer, Matt Nagy, all of these guys who are all offensive and passing and quarterback oriented. It's it's really a great setup for Justin, and I can't wait to see it get get started.
1: Yeah, man, it's a phenomenal setup. It's a setup that when you have a guy coming from your school, or excuse me, the school you cover, and you want to have him go to an ideal spot that will allow him to be surrounded by people that will help him be successful, no matter if it's early success or success that comes down the road, this is a good area for him. Yes, people knock the Bears. People say the Bears are trash. People say the Bears aren't that good. I've heard so many things about the Bears over the past couple years. It's like, well, they got talent. Maybe they're not putting the talent in the right place to be successful, oh. but that team is talented. Don't it's get me very started, bro. Don't It's don't very me unfortunate. It's very unfortunate that you're in a division with the with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. That might not be very very much longer, might yeah. I add. He could yeah. be out of town. Uh, I don't think. I personally don't think that he'll leave. Um, I think he's probably going to get his way. Um, either the GM changes ways or, or the GM's uh, fired, um, just because you don't want to lose Aaron Rodgers when he's playing like he is. But like I said, it's unfortunate you're in the same division as Aaron Rodgers. But with the way that this team is set up. And from what you're just telling me now, I got to say, man, give Fields some time. And the reason why I talk about the quarterback so much is because he'll spend so much time with Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. Nick Foles has been around for a while, been at a few places. So he's learned, knows how to adapt and assist other people that he's around. Then Andy Dalton has been a veteran. He's been a starter for numerous years. Mm-hmm. And that could be some advice that he could just give to Justin Fields. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Justin, um, uh, I've seen this defense before. Here's how you come. Here's what you do. I, I've seen I've seen. I know that look on the field. Here's what you do. Oh, when that guy is in this position, this is what he's going to do. He does it every time. So Andy Dalton can be that guy to relay certain information to Justin Fields that maybe Nick Foles. Maybe he hasn't seen. Maybe Nick Foles hasn't been in that situation. Andy Dalton can help make the learning curve as smooth as possible.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm looking forward to that, and 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 his growth, uh, and him, and and it doesn't sound like the Bears need to do much work uh, on fields. So it's just more about helping him adjust from college to the pros, and that's a big adjustment, no matter how talented. Uh, you are. We're going to find that out in Jacksonville when Trevor Lawrence, because he's Week One starter right now. You know he's he's going to be on the field, so we're going to see what 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 the if the how the speed of the game is going to catch up to Trevor Lawrence uh, in the early going until he gets his feet uh, underneath him. But it's just you know. I've heard so many great things about Justin Fields. He was the quarterback that I wanted, even more so than Trevor Lawrence, mostly because Trevor Lawrence was a fantasy for anyone who wasn't a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. But out of the batch of the other four, quote-unquote, top five, quarterbacks fields was the one I liked and granted I have a biased attitude because I am in Big Ten country so I've seen a hell of a lot more of Justin Fields than I have of Zach Wilson or Mac Jones or I mean even though every Alabama game is national uh, TV and everything uh, I've seen a lot more Justin Fields and like you talked about before 40 touchdowns 10 rushing touchdowns 20 wins only two losses and those two losses were playoff games not regular season you know, it's like he's not doing Jim Harbaugh any favors in trying to get Michigan wins over the Buckeyes. Just And he makes it look like Michigan, you know, he's out there playing pitch and catch, and, and Michigan is scrambling to, you know, to try to catch up. Uh, uh to the buckeyes uh, and, and everything it's like he's just been so dominant and i've heard things like his offensive line loves him that's you know you want to hear stuff like that when, when you are talking about uh the quarterback if the o, if the o-line's got the quarterbacks back they're going to play for him and and these are kind of things these these are the kinds of things you want to hear uh, about a guy that's going to be the face of the franchise
1: Trevor Lawrence a fantasy for Bear, Bears fans. <laughs> I yeah. like it. I'm only laughing because he's a fantasy to so many teams out there, I mean, yeah. many teams that were that have no that have a good quarterback. Like, wait. I can get a guy coming in that people that are grading that have scouted quarterbacks for years. He's a he's getting a grade such as that John Elway got or Andrew Luck got. I mean, he's that good, that talented. He's mobile. He can outrun a defense. He can make all the throws. He's a leader. He's a gamer. I mean, he's he's a fantasy. Yeah, he's a fantasy for a lot of people. Don't mean you could get him, and that's just how it is. But man, Justin Fields, Ohio State Fields. I hope you don't see. The struggles at times that Fields had in year two as a starter, and I hope in your, in Chicago you don't see him try to play the hero ball that he tried to play at times when he was at Ohio State this, this past season. But yeah, no, he was he was my second quarterback. Um, and just looking at quick glance at the quarterbacks that were out there, he was my second quarterback, um, deservingly so, and I think that he deserved um that spot. And um, yeah, you you get your guy. And I sure hope things work out for him. I, re- I really really do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I was so excited with the bear. I mean, especially when I found out that we absolutely did not mortgage our future to get him because that was that's been my attitude this entire off season. Was well, I mean, and the Bears have been linked to every quarterback on earth this this off season. First, it was, it was Matt Stafford when he was available for a trade. It was Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. Uh, ben Roethlisberger was a rumor for a while before the, they figured out the contract uh, in Pittsburgh. You name it, the Bears have been linked to that person. Jimmy G, Derek Carr, across the board. It's like, what is it going to cost us to get that person? And is it worth it? You know, and it's just like every time it was like, no, 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 no. It's just like three first rounders and three second rounders to get Deshaun Watson. Not on your life would I make that deal. Never in a million years. And even though Deshaun Watson could be our quarterback for the next 10 years, the next three are definitely going to suck because he's going to have no, um, he's going to have no um, uh, supporting cast because we traded away all the assets uh, in order to get it. So it's just like, I, 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 I sh- the only thing that I was against was what it would cost us to get that person. And when, when you look at the trade for Fields, we swapped ones, we gave up a five and a one and a four next year. I'll take that deal all day long. After I saw what we gave up, I was like, yay, Justin Fields being the quarterback and not costing us uh, the farm. So, uh, you know, I just, I think this this is going to really work out. I have a really good feeling uh, about this, and and I can't wait for it all to to get started. So, Jay, I know you got to go. I appreciate the time, man, and uh, let us know where we can uh, find you. I know we got probably got some Buckeye fans that listen to the show. Where can we find Locked On Buckeyes?
1: Man, this has been fun. This has been fun, LD. A lot of fun talking to Bears, talking to you about the Bears uh, in the future with fields with that franchise. And I got to say, I have seen on Twitter that people have. Bears fans have been very, very excited. It's enjoyable to talk to you and just hear your excitement about the possibility of what fields can do in Chicago as QB1. You guys can always follow me on Twitter at JStevens07. That is Stevens with a PH. I do host a few shows, so bear with me. I'm the host of Locks on Buckeyes every Monday through Friday. Drop a fresh new episode for you. Up to date. And to know what's going on with your Ohio State current Buckeye football and basketball and former Buckeyes as well. Right now, we're conducting a lot of interviews. Um, Just recapping the draft. Um, Lauren Coxie, Mitch who of Lachlan Bears, who's been on here before, did an interview with him. That will be dropping Tuesday. So um, check that out if you could. And then... Um, host of the host of the Jay Stevens podcast. That's really where this whole podcasting thing got started. The episodes for there drop every Monday through Thursday. And then every single Monday, myself and Ben Stevens, we call him Big Ten Ben of Locked on Big Ten. We do a oh, weekend recap of everything that was in the previous weekend in the Big Ten football or even basketball conference. So I talk to Mike a lot, have a lot of fun with it, and I really enjoyed talking to you about the Bears and the future that Justin Fields has in Chicago.
0: All right, Jay. Thanks so much, and uh, hope to talk to you again soon.
1: Yes, sir. Hope so. (laughs)
0: Once again, I want to thank my guest, Jay Stevens from the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Be sure and check him out uh, for all of your football and basketball needs uh, on that uh, podcast. And then you heard him say the Locked On uh, Big Ten. So, any of you, Wildcat, Hawkeye, and everybody else under the sun uh, fans, Jay's your guy. Go ahead and give him uh, a listen uh, as well. So. You know, I'm, I'm really excited about Justin Fields, and I was even more excited about the Fields pick after we got Tevin Jenkins in the second round because not only did we get our quarterback, we got somebody to block for him uh, as well and, and somebody who's probably going to see the field before uh, Justin Fields. Um, and I'm sure all of you have heard the news about Charles Leno uh, I'll talk more about that tonight on, on Club 34-7. You know I have thoughts and feelings uh, about Charles Leno, and uh, be sure to, to, to listen on the Locker Room app tonight. Uh, otherwise, uh, listen for the audio to drop on Thursday uh, about the, about Leno and, and how I feel about this uh, cut. I've got some mixed feelings uh, about it. Strangely, and I know that's probably going to surprise some people. You guys know I'm very passionate when it comes to uh Charles Leno and and how I'm kind of been mystified over the years about what it was that Ryan Pay saw in in Leno to keep extending him and uh and not to try to improve uh, our tackle position uh over the years. But um I'm not exactly reveling in the fact that Leno uh is gone uh right now and i like I said I get more into that on the uh on the Club thirty four seven show on the locker room app to Wednesday night, seven PM Central eight o'clock Eastern so be sure to tune in uh, to that. We'll talk more about this draft class and uh, you know, whatever your questions, concerns, uh, shout outs, whatever you want to do, be sure and hit me up uh, on the locker room app. it will be club 34, seven on the locker room app, 7 PM central, eight o'clock Eastern. Have I, have I, have I said that seven o'clock central, eight o'clock Eastern. Do you guys know what time it is? Seven o'clock central, eight o'clock Eastern, just so you know, but um you know, and, and like I said, we're going to come back later on in the week to a full uh, review. Talk about our, our our draft picks, all of them, uh, and even see who it was the Bears uh, signed as undrafted free agent. The Bears have found a few gems uh, in there uh, over the over the years. Uh, Bryce Callahan was an undrafted free agent. Uh, Roy Robertson Harris was an undrafted free agent. Um, even though you know we let him go, uh, uh, Craven LeBlanc. Actually, he was. We got him from. But I even think he was an undrafted free agent for the um, Patriots, and we ended up snagging him uh, as well. And, and don't forget, in the last couple of years, Alex Bars and Sam Mustifer, uh who, who I think right now is penciled in as our day one center uh, going into 2021, also uh, undrafted. Uh, free agents, and we got a couple of good uh, offensive linemen in the undrafted free agency crop. So it looks like the Bears trying to revamp that offensive line, or at the very least, add some solid depth to it, because uh, you know our quarterbacks uh, Mitch and uh, Nick Foles both did a lot of suffering behind those offensive lines uh, last year. So um, we're getting James Daniel back from 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 injury. Uh, we drafted. Uh, a, you know, one of the best tackles on the board in, in Tevin Jenkins, probably the number two tackled on a lot of people's boards going into this draft. And uh, I guess he's going to be our day one left tackle now that uh, Charles Leno uh, is gone. But, uh, you know, we got most of We got, you know, we got bars for depth. We got uh, we did bring back a So I guess maybe he's going to be our starting right tackle uh, this year. We'll see how it all uh, snags out. And, you know, with the cap space that we get from letting Leno go, Maybe we'll find another offensive lineman out there. I mean, Eric Fisher is still out there. Mitchell Schwartz is still out there. There's some quality offensive linemen on the free agent market uh, right now. This this lowered salary cap has cost a lot of guys uh, their jobs, and a lot of people are going to be playing for pennies on the dollar this year before the salary cap shoots back up when that TV money kicks in um, in the next year or so. So. Uh, anyway, once again, be sure to tune in to Club Thirty Four Seven. If not, hear the audio drop on Thursday. Will be basically, you know, that will be that show coming out on Thursday morning, and um, I think Friday, maybe Saturday at the latest, we'll be doing that draft review uh, with a, with a guest of some kind. I definitely want to bring somebody in uh, to talk to uh, about this uh, class and and uh, you know get get some help with our. Uh, undrafted free agents you know because once you get about the uh, midway through the second round i start losing guys as far as like who i know by name and things like that who've, who's who been talked about the most on tv during this draft process and and everything once you get about you know halfway to three quarters through the second round is like all of a sudden these names don't sound familiar anymore i look li- like my i th- i mentioned it on twitter my favorite moment in every single draft is when <laughs> is when the the networks shove the camera into the fan in the face of the fan base that's there at the draft, their team just picks somebody, and it's obvious on the faces of everybody in that crowd, they have no idea who the hell that guy is. They don't know what position he played. They don't recognize his name. But as soon as they get down, it's like, yay, I guess, all right, the guy's ours, hip, hip, hooray. I don't know who the hell that is. This is easy. Is he good? I don't know. You know, I always just that that moment where everybody kind of freezes for a half second. Yay! Like, okay, awesome. We're on TV. I should be cheering. Yay. You know, while I'm dressed up with a stupid giant whistle on my head or some shit like that. I don't know. Um anyway. <laughs> come on back. Um, you know, come in and hang out with me live on, on Wednesday night for the on the locker room app. Club 347. Uh, you know listen to the audio on Thursday we'll be back Friday or Saturday with the draft review we're getting back into the swing of things not far from now we're going to be talking about uh, we're going to start doing our opponent previews yes I'm bringing that back uh, this year and we got an extra game to talk about because we got 17 games this year and uh, you know next Wednesday actually on the 12th we'll be doing the uh, schedule release on the locker room app, because my show is at, as, did I mention what time the show was? 7 p.m. Central, 8 o'clock Eastern. That is when the um, schedule is being released on television. Now, granted, with all the leaks and all that kind of stuff, we'll know about 90% of the schedule before it drops on television, but nonetheless, it's going to be revealed publicly um, live on the locker room app. So that's what that show is going to be about next week so we're going to have schedule a release review all that kind of stuff and then a week or two down the road we're going to start our opponent previews for 2021 so nfc west afc north um we got the giants the uh Buccaneers, strangely enough even though they won the super bowl they're a second place finisher and the raiders our first afc same place uh opponent to go along with our Packers, Lions, and Vikings matchups this year. So that's what the schedule looks like, and uh, now it's just a matter of uh, how the NFL is going to shuffle them up and spit them out at us. So anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of the Bears Talk Underground. Be sure to check me out on the Locker Room app. If you guys remember what time, I'm sure if I say it one more time, you you will all hunt me down and beat me to death if I tell you again. 7 p.m. Central, 8 o'clock Eastern. So until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Bears Talk Underground.